Welcome to Composers with Drinks. Listening to music. My name is Gene Pritzker. I'm Seth Posted. Join us each month as we discuss a featured alcohol, listen to music centered around a theme, and, and talk, talk about, about the, the sound, sound we hear as, as the, the alcohol, alcohol loosens our inhibitions. Right. Welcome everybody. See, we have some people who actually know some people the, in the, know the words. They know the words. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's getting to be like happy birthday. This so, is our 17th episode. It's getting this to be is like 17th happy episode. Yeah, that means we're old <laughs> enough to, to have anal sex. Oh, I probably should edit that. It's already. Editing has already started. Already the editing has started. No. Uh, I, I, of course, I Josh. Ha ha ha. Okay. So, we, uh, we have a theme. We have a theme. And the theme is so not the way I started. Can you tell us the theme stuff? I, I was just thinking that Gene and I are turning 50 this year, so let's go with age, maturity, and wisdom. Well, you turned 50 we too? Possess, yeah, I November. thought you were much older than me. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> I so, am like soul, you know. Age, like, maturity, spirit. and wisdom. We're going to listen to music all about this topic, which is very... Very big. Now, the, uh, we're recording this episode from uh, a brand new place. New place. Uh, it doesn't have a name, but our, our host is Peter Focus. How's it going, guys? Hello! Hey, how's it going? Peter is a neighbor of mine not so far away, but we met him through Robert Ford, and thank you for having us at your house. Robert Ford, our resident drink connoisseur, poet, is here and he has he has a good drink for us, which is a, he was going to talk about it in a second, but it, it's it's appropriate for the show, obviously. Uh, we have uh, before I get to it, we have a feature composer. But I'm not, one second, one second. I'm not getting to him yet. We have another friend. We have two friends. You're really we teasing have, us here. Huh? You're teasing us with the drink. I know. I got I'm putting things on hold here. Just commercial break. We have Charles Coleman, our regular. He's here. Say, Charles brought a song in, a piece in. He's going to play for us. And we have another friend, our, my old friend Greg Baker, guitarist, composer. Uh, so he came in from New Jersey. New Jersey. Bridge and Tunnel Crap. Oh. <laughs> Greg, you say hello? Hello, everybody. Well, you got a nice radio voice. Bro. I know. You probably should talk loud. Get out of here, Greg. <laughs> so our featured composer is another friend who's a very old friend of mine. And I mean, he's really old. Oh, sorry. we went to uh, school together, but I was Greg and I were in the in the bachelor degree while he was in the ready masters or doctor. So great composer, one of my favorites, Arthur Campellos here. <laughs> Arthur, say hello first. Hi everybody. Hello everybody. Oh, he has two voices. He has two different personalities. Hi everybody. <laughs> Arthur is schizophrenic. No, so uh, Arthur uh, has been living in Brazil. For a couple of years, uh, or a year, whatever, and he's just visiting for like a couple of weeks. And I, I was visiting there. Oh, you're visiting there, but he's back in New York and visiting now here. So, uh, yes. Yes. I think drink time. Tell us about the drink. Tell us about the drink. Drink time. So, as we get older and we mature, we prefer quality over quantity. Mm. So, the drink for this episode is the classy Manhattan. The Manhattan. It's two parts whiskey, one part. Sweet bitter and a little special sauce on the top. Everybody, please take your Manhattans. Now the problem is we have the Manhattans in plastic cups. That's yours, Arthur. So you're not going to hear a big clink. So I'm going to have to put in the clink later as a nice. special effect. Stop it! And coincidentally, we're in Manhattan. Okay, we're in Manhattan. Manhattan age maturity and wisdom. Clink, clink, clink. Cheers! 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 Cheers!
Start with a piece of ours. Uh, should I go first or you go first? Uh, you go. I think we did me last time. Okay. So I have a perfect piece for the occasion. So uh, it's, a, it's a piano concerto for piano and string orchestra. And the whole piece, it's three movements, so I'm going to only play one. But the whole piece, all three movements are called Life Speeds Away as Time Here Becomes Space. Say that again. Life Speeds Away as Time Here Becomes Space. That sounds right. Wow. Yeah. So that's about, you know, time. So the, the time you here becomes... Where did you copy that from? So time here <laughs> becomes space is actually from a Wagner opera. I forgot which one. And just somebody sings it once. And I use that melody. And that's the third movement. But it's, it's broken up into three movements. First movement is called Life Speeds. Second movement is Away. And the third movement is, is As Time Here Becomes Space. I'm just going to play the first movement, which is called Life Speeds. Which also kind of makes sense. Life Speeds, right? And we're... And this is uh, uh, Matt Hershkowitz, who's one of my favorite pianists, who plays a lot of my music. Charles is friends with him. He's, we've toured together. He's uh, the most monstrous pianist. He's roomed me as a composer, because I write music that's uh, very hard for piano, and a lot of pianists can't play it, but he could usually sight read it. Mm. Well, this piece, he did a sight read. He, he learned. Oh, yeah. and, it's, and it's the Concord String Orchestra with the conductor. Do you know who the conductor is? It's Charles Coleman. Oh, yeah. All right. I forgot I did this. Yeah. You even forgot you read this piece. So this was live at the Mena Center, and we played it on a concert called Strings, Piano, Strings, and Other Things was the name of the concert. I remember that concert. Yeah. So this is the piece. I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> no! That's not nice. What's wrong with you, G? Rebel, rebel. What's your style? All right, here it goes. Oops, sorry. I got to open. Life speeds... So this is life speeds... Ooh. From... Life speeds away as time here becomes space.
All right. Cool. That was Matt Hershkowitz. That was Matt Hershkowitz and the Comcord String Orchestra, conducted by Maestro Charles Coleman, Esquire the Third, Fourteenth, Mister. Sorry. Holler. Holler. Charles, good conducting. That's a hard piece to conduct. Yeah, uh, and uh, we premiered it. I, I actually I wrote that piece very long ago. It was I think it was 1999, and it was only two years. 13. No, it was 1999. How old was I? I wasn't 13 yet. I was, I don't know. How old. I was 13 as you are now. I'm still more than yeah. But uh, we, uh, you know, and premiered it only, this was like two or three years ago. So this piece lay around in MIDI form for a Waiting long time. Waiting for Matt Herskowitz. Waiting for Matt and, right and, and me to lead composed concordance to be able to put it together. There you go. <laughs> Robert, any poetic thoughts? Into the mic. Matt Herskowitz, he, he is a beast. As I listened to it, I, I felt myself running through a forest, but instead of running on the path, I was just actually running through the actual forest, and I was running over trees, and I was running through rocks, and running through mountains. I see the video. We need nothing, video. nothing I was just thinking me. of like a first-person shooter, you know? You're, you're, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I run into the forest, and nothing's touching me, you know? <laughs> All right. I'll sell it to the Why video game trees. <laughs> exactly. I have a thought. I mean, given that I conducted, one thing I noticed with this piece and many other works, I always wanted to see how can I put into words what Gene Pritzker's music is all about. You shouldn't be able to. Well, I want. You, I mean, what are his habits? That's a huge one, discussion. <laughs> but anyway, one I noticed the habit you have here, and it's a good one. You have a certain theme that you won't let go of, and yet it goes through a lot of. Yeah, Mendelssohn, that's a Mendelssohn He's influence. He's pointing to uh, Felix Mendelssohn, in case you're wondering. On his days. left uh, nipple. Nipple, yes. <laughs> He's on my teat. <laughs> I, I wear Mendelssohn on my teat. I have to say it's a unique way of using how you maintain how you, how you maintain the same theme repetitively with subtle differences of rhythm right. here and there. And the orchestra changes. I can only think of one composer that did that, and that's Benjamin Britten from Serenade, This Airy Night. Uh, where the Wait, Serenade? The, I love the, Serenade. Serenade. From the Serenade. That's the my favorite piece. The Serenade, and the melody doesn't change, but everything else changes. I love doing that. I love getting a good so, melody and seeing what I could do with it without actually changing it too much. Yeah. If I like. And I think, I think Michael Doherty does that a little bit also. In some All right. Now you're going too far. In Gene's music, if you hear a theme, you know you're going to hear it mm-hmm. again, a lot again. Yeah. But it's but he doesn't just make it all the same that he changes. No no no, it. no yeah I'm not saying. Like that for example, we were just talking while well, we hear it in nine eight and then it's in four four and then it's well, in that, nine eight. That, so so for me that's like an interesting thing. Like how can I do something that's the same but constantly different? I mean I, I really and yet we know what it is. Right right and you know what it is and and I like that in in uh, in all like I enjoy that listening in other people's music. Uh, when you hear a melody and then just chords change around it or whatever, but the melody, you know, I mean, Beatles, everybody did it. I think every, I mean, Bach did it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have the fugue theme and then things always around it changing and the counterpoint changes in, in a way. But Mendelssohn really, like, he holds on to a theme for a long time. He has the best themes, that's why he's one of my top four or five. Sure. Uh, but thank you guys. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And that's our show for the evening. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Let's hit the bar. (laughs) Uh, We're going to now move to a a piece or two Two pieces. pieces. Two short pieces. Two short pieces pieces. by Seth Busted as Marcus Stabilis. Busted. Busted. Marcus Stabilis (laughs) to call him Busted. 
Kind of funny. Now, not even here. He's, he's, he's I know, hanging I, over the proceedings. Yeah, we're probably going to hear this. So, so the thing is... Uh, <laughs> he's one of our listeners. <laughs> he's, he's one of our... Not many listeners. So one of the pieces... Uh, I, he's going to have to explain away the whole age maturity thing here. But one of the things is Quimby. May a Quimby from, uh, from The Simpsons. Uh, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's accurate. So it's two short pieces. The first is called You've Come Back to Me. And uh, this is an older piece, about 10 years ago, um, in Chicago, where I came from before I moved to New York. Uh, there's a, the Poetry Magazine is a really famous magazine for poetry. They published Carl Sandburg's poems. They published everybody at one time Ooh. or another. What about and Robert Ford? They got to publish they, Robert they're Ford. They're going to. <laughs> that would be, you know you've made it <laughs> when you're in Poetry Magazine. And they're an interesting organization because they got this crazy, there was this woman that used to reject her poetry all the time during her lifetime. But they did it, I guess, very nicely and, and constructively. When she passed away, she, without telling anybody, sent them a check for $100 million. What? And what? so, yeah, yeah. Huh. So this, this, you know, scrappy, very renowned, but still pretty small organization suddenly was huge. And they like, created you, you this. She was sending them poetry that they rejected and they never said, published a thing of it. And hers. instead of like being mad about it, she's like, here's a million dollars. Because again. apparently they wrote these awesome rejection letters that oh, like, okay, helped her feel like she grew as it's a like, poet. Yeah, really but great, it's but not sorry. Up to our yeah, quality. Like, Borderline yeah, masochism, nice. don't you think? No, no, this is a famous story in the arts, you know, wow. so when she passed away, she just sent like this check, that's or you know, the, the wow. lawyer sent the sh this check. So they built a $14 million uh, facility in, in the Loop in wow. Chicago, or in the North Loop. And uh, they asked uh, myself and several other people to write. Uh, we could go through the entire catalog, which is daunting, you know, 100 <laughs> years of poems, and, uh, and, and write music for string quartet and voice. So mm. I chose this poem. Uh, it's a Chicago poet, and she talks about it's a woman's perspective. A guy is trying to, that she used to date 20, 30 years ago, wants to come back. You've come back to me. And she's just kind of like, no, you know, like I've changed. It's way too late. Um, and so I wrote a very simple piece because to me that's kind of a you know sad nostalgic kind of concept. So that's the age maturity wisdom. She's outgrown this dude. And then the second. All right, piece, I'll take it. Hell yeah, a, li that, a little solid. thin, a little thin. But. No, I am often thin, but this time it's solid. <laughs> um, and the second piece is uh, related to the number fifty, uh, and uh, it's really recent. One of the last things I did. Uh, we did these audio walking tours in uh, Chicago uh, this summer where we wrote music inspired by different places. Quimby's is a comic book uh, store. Ah, okay. And so, so I wrote Mayor a kind Quimby of anthem. From, you know who I'm talking about, Mary yeah, yeah. Quimby. Everybody knows Mary Quimby. It sounds like Jack Candy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 For some reason, it has this Boston accent, which makes yeah. you think maybe it's Springfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are the pieces. The first up is the uh, Chicago Q Ensemble, sadly defunct. The singer is Allison Wall. And then uh, the other ones are some, some friends of mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> alto sax, uh, flute cello and piano. Okay. Right. okay. So here is uh, You've Come Back to Me and Quimby's, all by Seth. Busted. Busted.
forgot to mention for the audio walking tour, part of the challenge was that they all had to be one minute pieces, which I think is a really fun challenge as a composer. Yeah, I love writing. You can do almost yeah. anything, yeah. you know, in that one minute. I have a lot of one minute pieces. I love yeah, them. they're pretty fun. Pretty fun thing yeah. to do. Maybe do a miniature someday. Announce uh, what we just heard. We just heard the Chicago Q Ensemble with uh, soprano Allison Wall singing You've Come Back to Me, which is the third movement of a larger work. And we heard Quimby's, inspired by this uh, 50-year-old, amazing, legendary comic shop in, uh, in Chicago. Not Mayor Quimby. Not Mayor Quimby, although... We're, we're, by the way, we... I support him. We... I don't know. When I say we, I, I'm just talking about myself. Kind of getting drunk. We have a dog here. Bear. First dog. This is our first dog. Is this our first dog? But Charles was here before. Oh! You're a jerk, Gene. Sometimes. It's also National Dog Day. It's not, apparently it's National Dog Day. It is National Dog Day. And oh I, my yes. gosh. And I didn't get my dog anything. She's this gonna, is perfect. When I come home, she's going to bite me. It's your day. <laughs> Charles, it's your oh, day. Oh, you already know that. Though, so, uh, <laughs> Every day is your day. day. <laughs> As we're talking, just to, uh, hopefully I could post this before, because uh, so, we're talking about age maturity, and as Seth, as Seth said, we're both turning 50, but uh, my 50th birthday concert... It's coming up on September 5th, and it's not only our, my 50th birthday concert, but it's also Composed Concordance first concert of our 21-22 season. Yes, uh, thank God. Getting back to it. We're getting back to it. We have about 25 concerts already planned for the season, and uh, the first one will be my birthday, which is on September 5th at Drome at 6 p.m. Come by if you hear the show. Hopefully I'll post this show before that. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, the con this, this particular concert is all my music. Well, it is my birthday. Uh, but, <laughs> but we will talk about all the other concerts we have planned. And it's all Mendelssohn. It's all Mendelssohn, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Charles will be there singing. Greg will be there playing. Robert will be there doing some poetry. Seth, hopefully, will just be there. Hopefully, Peter I'll will be, be there. there. I'm not sure if uh, Arthur will be there, because I'm not sure if he'll be back in whatever. Or he might be in Oregon, which is weird. That's a weird place to be. My son is there, so, so not so weird. Talking to the mic. Uh, so that's September fifth. Hopefully, you guys will come out and celebrate with me. Lots of good music. Uh, I want before I get to I want to get to Arthur and Arthur, me and Arthur have been texting back and forth about. Uh, uh, he sent me a bunch of music, and I think I want to play all of those things, at least three of the things that he sent me, because I'm pretty sure he he doesn't. Uh, have the idea for the theme, but since he sent me a bunch of music which is, goes throughout his life, it will be the maturity of his compositions as they grow, right? That's how we're going to do it. Yeah. I think that's how we're going to do it. But before we get to that, Robert, as usual, will have a poem for us. So Robert, Woo! please, this is your time to read us a poem. Please tell us about it. That's the mic. Speaking to the mic. Robert this, Ford, Ford, Ford. The name of my poem is Ascending Volumes. Which I titled. It's very near and dear to me. Because the impetus was a painting I commissioned from our dear artist friend Marcus Stabi for my 50th birthday. Right, right. And Gene titled it. This was like 30 years ago. So I, if I make it any royalties <laughs> in this poem, I will give you one no. one fiftieth oh, of my royalties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it evolved from a painting to a poem for a haiku concert we did. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, the, the great... Flutist, uh, saxophonist, uh, et cetera, et cetera, Individual. put it to music. Um, but it basically, it's the evolution of my life over four seasons, uh, each represented by a book. How does that fit the theme? 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is it the first right. success of where Giuliani did it? Before I take any oh. more, before I take any more abuse, here is the poem, Ascending Volumes. Spring, the little prince, a maiden voyage, worldly winds of joy and pain reveal lands within. Summer, the great Gatsby. Yale Club membership, vagrants envy, spilled champagne, trickle-down theory. Fall, Anna Karenina, soulmate to cellmate, when did the bars get bolted across our windows? Winter, if I ran the zoo. Dreamer of the past, tango with technology, Fitzgerald whispers. All right. Yeah, baby. Is this the poem you're going to read on my birthday or no? Yes, yeah. I am. Oh, okay. I, I it's a secret, so don't tell Gene. Yeah, don't tell Gene. Uh, Robert, I appreciate oh. the fact that you used a theme from one of your other poems and changed it a bit, but put it in there from uh, the music between us. If I ran the zoo. Yeah, right. Yes, I, I yes. I was just thinking yeah. that sounded familiar to me. Wow. <laughs> I was like, was that's a, from another poem. I don't even know yeah. I even knew that uh, until you pointed it out. I, I think uh, I, it's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that you read this poem with your pants on. Wait a minute. If only I ran the zoo. No one's ever going to let you run a zoo. I'm sorry. Not, not, no, to, get, <laughs> not to get too nerdy. But there's a that's a possible. Thank you. But there's a motive in uh, Beethoven's Third Symphony, in which there, which you hear very briefly, da 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 da, which he later puts in as the. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Third? Really? Third. He, he foreshadows it. Wow. He foreshadows it. Okay. Maybe no, he doesn't know. But my point is that you kind of did the same thing here. Well, the fun fact is, obviously, it's the Dr. Seuss book that's now banned. Oh. So. Uh, well, sir. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Some books, not all. Uh, if I ran the zoo was one of them. Oh, right, right. Oh, that's yeah. a Dr. Seuss? <laughs> yeah, that's a Dr. Tickly Seuss tongue. Book. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, okay. I shouldn't okay. say it on the radio, but... What do you oh. say? This dog has a very tickly tongue. The dog is attacking <laughs> Seth. Seth is uh, a I, little I, excited. I just a little... can't go there. Anyway, <laughs> Listen, uh, Arthur has been quiet, and this is very unusual for Arthur, who's a loud-ass... Arthur Arthur's traumatized. He's yeah. traumatized. <laughs> I told you to listen to some of our shows before we came here. You didn't do it. Now you're traumatized. No! I'm taking it. You're taking it. He's taking it. <laughs> Come closer to the mic. It's a lot to take in. There's Arthur Compella. So, yeah. Let's Arthur. So Arthur yeah. uh, has a lot of very hip music that uh, I, I know well because I've been listening to this music since I was in college back in the 90s. I am uh, turning 50. And uh, uh, so, so he, he sent a bunch of pieces, but we talked about three pieces of yours. Uh, which one did you... Uh, Tell us about the three pieces you want to play. The one we texted about. Well, so it's 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 nice to go in a in, in a certain order such that uh, you get some early. early so, so the age of the age wisdom like thing. Like a wine, like a wine. Will be about your about your development as a composer. So then, then you can start with something very Jean Pritzker Zappa-ish, oh. which is like uh, my my album. Which is like a, a piece. Is I did this album even before coming here. I know the album. It's the a 90s. great album. Yeah. It's so, like he's like the Brazilian Zappa, by the way, everyone. Yeah. With that album. Yeah. 
But that was in the kindergarten of his career. Well, and then he evolved really, past Gene Prisker, yeah, right? Well, so. Nobody, <laughs> nobody bothered. Were you in your 20s? Yeah, this? yeah, yeah, totally. I have the vinyl, by the way. He has the vinyl, I know. It's a great cover. Mm. Tell us about this piece first. A couple of years going to be like gold, right? Sure. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that piece first. Well, this piece is called Tezão in Portuguese, which means, he knows. Tezão means uh, hard on. And uh, it's about Opa! Opa! That's great! It's about two lovers uh, making, uh, two lovers of course, it must be two, at least two, uh, making love inside of a Volkswagen. Uh, Greg doesn't fit. It's too tough. So let's do that. Let's go one piece so at a time. This piece, this piece is fun because I did, I did the, the arrangement and I mm -hmm. kind of like... Uh, there's more colors to what I'm going to say because I separate the ensemble in such a ways, but, but the, 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 the main metaphor in this thing is that you're going to listen to two voices, a man and a woman singing, they have a dialogue, and I'm, I do both. Right. So this is for Charles Colton to be... Uh, I am looking here. forward to it. So I sing half man, half woman, and I even have a clothes uh, that I have like with brass and all this, and other like a, a jacket, smoking, you know. And then I sang on stage, so part of my hair was like uh, tight like this, like a man, the daughter, so like, yee-haw, yee-haw, so yep. it goes like this. Wow. So it's uh, a kind of an atonal rock calabar talk. Yeah. With a bit of schizophrenia. Yeah, schizophrenia. Yeah, it's like a, so when the guy's trying to make love inside of a Volkswagen, it's kind of a difficult situation. No? You, you cannot turn around too much and, you know, uh, so it's, uh, it's before the internet. Yeah. I've seen Arthur perform this piece live. I have too. And it's, it's wonderful. So let's actually, before we go to the other, let's just listen to this one. Yeah, yeah. And then we go one by one. So here is a piece called uh, Tesea. Tezão. Oh, Tezão. From, from, from uh, Arthur's very hip uh, album. Which I, what's the name of the album? Epic and Grace of a Disenchanted Race. That, that is very, very Zepaz. Here you go. Check it. Sendo a grana curta, a fome tanta O ramo se é vela, mela no fuscão 
Tchau, baby Que até sábado que vem, maybe Faremos este Amarta um exercício Ao som de um chamado Mais vim, se não der um Guaraná Amando totalmente incomodados Um ritmo de amor de pressa pra... Sometimes I feel I don't play him enough uh, with composed concordance, but only because his music requires uh, more rehearsal time than we could afford or do in, in what we do. So like this year, I asked him for a piece for a charts concert, charts and graphics, which will be easy. Whatever he draws and writes, we'll just do. But sometimes he gives us a piece and it's just, like, like the chorus piece he wrote for us was just un unrehearsable for oh, the amount of time. Man. No. We, 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 had, we had 25 rehearsals, uh, 20 or 40 rehearsals. But the whole uh, show up the same day, rehearse, and then do the game. No, 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 doesn't no, work no. for Arthur's music. <laughs> no, no, we had a bunch of rehearsals. Okay, but no. his piece was so hard that even, but we were rehearsing, it was one minute piece, one minute choral piece, 20, uh, 30, one minute choral piece. It wasn't a bunch of rehearsals. With two. two. Yeah. Right. Well, That's not a bunch. <laughs> well, I mean, That's not a bunch. Right. Oh, did. Anyway. Let's move on. What's the anyway, next one? Moving on. Next one you want to do. So, uh, uh, okay. So, following the 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 age the age uh, yes. thing. So let's go to after this. Uh, let's go to a solo piece mm. that is like a more compact, which is like a, my uh, percussion study that Gregor Greg Gregor. Did Gregor ever play? You ever played a percussion study? 
No, no, he he knows no, no, he no. he knows from the time. I remember you playing. But, but yeah. he, you, you played his other solo guitar no, piece, which yeah. was great. Well, 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 Balada. Balada was, I love Balada. Yeah, Actually, Balada is one of my favorite pieces of yours. Yeah, well, I like it very much until today. Uh, and <laughs> there's no percuss, percussion, right. just notes. Case. But the percussion studies. I, I really love it. <laughs> so just to, these percussion studies that, that uh, Arthur has a bunch of, the guitar ones, you have two for guitar, right? No, no, for right. guitar I have like a, Lot now I'm uh, publishing them. It's gonna right. be about ten of those. But these these pieces, two of them were is just are pretty published. famous around the world, and guitarists all over the world play them. They're very difficult, but they're they're called percussion studies, and for for guitar, and you'll hear why. Uh, but everything's written out. There's no it's not improvisation. Everything. No, the, by the sometimes I throw out something some graphic stuff by the end of the right. second one, but not the. Majority. Is this the one with the spoon? Yes. Oh yeah. He invented a great technique where you take a spoon and it sounds like you put a flanger pedal on. But there's no effects in this. This is just a, a classical acoustic guitar acoustic. played. Uh, and you'll, you'll think that there's some kind of electronics. Uh, you want to say something else? Sorry. I, no, I you know everything. Yeah, it's easy. I know everything. <laughs> Jeans interpretations with a beer bottle, yeah. like a yeah. I did a beer right. bottle when I do when no, I. No, it's great. It's uh, this piece. This, uh, all my percussion studies, they have one technique. It's called tapping technique, which is mm. because of percussion studies. So I have tapping over the instrument. Basically, that's it. And then I don't want to, you know, what I tr was trying to avoid is that, you know, sometimes when somebody, some some. A person playing popular music, for example, plays the guitar and then uh, has a percussion after whatever the person plays. Right. It becomes too, uh, too too simple. You can contract a, a drummer to do that thing, but when you do something very braided, very very entangled, mm. notes and notes and percussive stuff, you cannot contract. You cannot have percussionists to do those the, the the little sound in the midst of this. So you have to do it. Now, when we hear this piece, can you share with me, can you, can you show me the published score that you have? Is this the one we're listening to? Yes, yeah. yeah. Seth and I are going to follow the score. Uh, oh, do okay. I, I want, I, what, my chicken liver? You've seen it before, <laughs> but Seth hasn't, and I think he's going to enjoy it. You can yeah, follow yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, this is a, so. oh, there is a detail. And I'll try to keep the dog from barking. No, no, I'm not, I'm not uh, what, telling this, this one. Just take the, the, the book in the middle so you don't have to... Who, who's, is this you playing your percussion study? Yes, or? yes. It's an old recording. So what's happened is that many people already played. Right. Played in the comp competitions, the Vienna competition, mm. Targa yeah. competition. So people have to be, has to be playing perfectly well what I wrote. I don't have this obligation. And I, I play well, but... Um, Here it is. Percussion study oh. number two. For... This is the number one. Oh, oh yeah. are we listening to number two or number one? Number two. Number two. All this right. is percussion study number two by Arthur Campella, played by Arthur Campella. Enjoy.
That was percussion study number two by Arthur Campella. Yeah. By Arthur Campella. And we were watching the score. Too. And we were following this the score, really and a lot of most of that is written out except for the other. And it, it's hot, yo, hot. I mean, I, I've been, I heard this piece back in the '90s when me and Arthur were both in school together, and people were always blown away. Arthur, the other day, we were hanging out, told me this great story that when he played it, and both who was it, Elliot Carter. Babette, who, who came up to you after the concert? Uh, both, you, both, both of them. Uptown, yeah. <laughs> both of them came up and were like like all up in his ass. They, they, they came up stage. They because liked it. I played the, the piece and then I, the, it was Claire Heldrich who did the... Uh, yeah. Claire Heldrich did the concert sure. and she played the Elliot Carter double concerto for harpsichord and piano. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when we finished... Well, when we finished playing, uh, she said, oh, let's go, let's go. She speaks like that. Let's go, everybody, to the stage. Everybody's out there. And, and she did the uh, 85th birthday of Elliot Carter, for, mm. to whom I did, dedicated this number two that I mm. just played. Yeah. This is dedicated to Elliot to Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I told him, I, I did this piece for you before or something. Mm. And then uh, he was very saying, wow, this is amazing. And, ever, and in this, uh, in this uh, concert, just not because of, of whoever was playing, not Claire, not whatever, not me, but because of Carter, everybody came. Right, right. Warren and Lucas right. Foss, uh, yeah. uh, 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 lots of Milton Babbitt, yeah. and you know, all, all the new music Manhattan was there. And then um, they came on stage because Claire was like, uh, Claire was there and everybody Claire. wanted to talk with Claire, she was, she was the conductor. Mm -hmm. And then they came to me and then uh, the, the, uh, Carter came from one side, Bobby from the other, and they started to talk with me about the, the music. Arthur, it's amazing, how do you do, do this? And the, the, what is your pitch, whatever? The, and I say, oh my gosh, it's like, it was a very beautiful talk beautiful. for a yeah. while. Were they asking you if you used a pitch set? or? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, did you? Bobby did, Bobby did. But you did, did not, right? No, so I, I heard, I heard very, uh, did, did you use a pitch set for this piece? I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the number one and the number two they are related somehow, but uh, the number one 
I play the number one only. I play for Bobbitt at Juilliard. Because I want to go there, I didn't want to go to Manhattan School of Music. So uh, I went over there to say, can I study with you? He said, you can, of course, but, uh, but they don't allow that because it's too late to come in. I say, okay, so I, I, I stay at Manhattan. But, but I'm uh, glad you did, otherwise you wouldn't be here. We wouldn't I wouldn't know either. Because I wouldn't know you. We didn't have met you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can we yes. play one more, uh, show, maybe an excerpt of the next piece of yours that you... Yeah, we have uh, two options we have, like... Uh, which Just is, pick one, no options. You, you tell me what you want. But we'll oh, play like three the latest, the latest one yeah. of the show options. Great. One is my string quartet that I did as my, my doctorate thesis at Columbia. Uh, and the other is a piece for... What's three? the latest? What's the... No, the, that's not my latest piece, but it's one of the no, latest. No, no, out of those two, which is which, which early? Probe, Probe. Probe is like rehearsal in German. It was playing in Berlin mm -hmm. by the Neue Vocal Solista. So this is for three female voices and two contrabass clarinets. Yes. Are they male or female? The contrabass clarinets yes. are male. By so this is an orgy piece. <laughs> Just a coincidence. No, it's, it's another male-female piece. Like that, you know, we're coming back to that. Theme. No, we're, there are more women. There are more women. Uh, so this is a fifteen-minute piece, but we're, we'll play. No, three. no, no. We'll play Just three play, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play. Uh, What's the lyrics? What is it about? You know uh, what the lyrics? There is no lyrics. Just, just it's, 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 this is the, 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 uh, the story of the oh, piece. Vocalist, it's a vocalist. But this is uh, this thing oh, for 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 Colmer. But is it a vocalist? Yeah, he does beautiful. Is it a vocalist? Yeah. No, it's not vocalist. So there's the words. No, he, the words are, are things that they say. Oh, we have to rehearse again. I oh, can't. I, I can't I sport I that thing anymore. It's a theatrical piece. Theatrical. They they, they go back. They, they, they leave the stage and go back to the stage three times right. because they try to rehearse. Right. And by the end of the piece, I interrupt I, myself, or whoever. Right. I interrupt the piece and say, okay, enough, enough. And it's 15 minutes of this? Jesus Christ. No, it's 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not thematic uh, piece. It's, not, it's, it's crazy. But it's... Uh, it's uh, All right, let's hear three minutes of this. Yeah, Is you can advance a little bit. No, okay. From the beginning, three minutes yeah. from the beginning. The guy enter on stage, they, they have them Sunday. entering on stage. The guy say, Artur, Artur, Artur. come here to help okay. me to nice. put the clarinet. I, I put some... We only want to do the first three minutes so we can make them hunger for more. All right. Yeah. Probe for three female voices and two country bass clarinets by Arthur Campello, our guest tonight on Composers Woo! with Woo! Drinks. Listening Holler. to music. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
Uh, we, uh, Seth and I both, uh, oh no, I think Charles would have to hear your piece, right? Yes. Can you yes. tell us about your piece? Hello, everyone. Hi. 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 <laughs> uh, so recently I wrote a work for a pianist named Min Kwan. Let me see if I can shorten this a little bit. Yeah, please. Uh, uh, <laughs> Min Kwan commissioned about 70 some odd composers to write pieces to uh, do a variation on the, on the song America the Beautiful. Mm. Um, so um, she asked all of us to do it. It's kind of like what Diabelli, the Diabelli variations thing, yeah. uh, which several composers were asked right. to write a variation on a certain theme. So I was asked to do this. As far as the age and wisdom aspect of this piece in yeah. reference to our subject here on the program, uh, long story short, if it can be, please. I am resist. I do not like American anthems very much. Mm. I am, I do not like them. I think. What about the main one? I don't like the main one either. Oh, okay. You mean our national anthem? Yeah, that's the one. No. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, I just. I mean, it's a good song. It's like it was a drinking the word, song. The right? words are great. No, but it was I a drinking. Was it a drinking song? I do not care song? for the tune. Was it a drinking song or? Yeah, no, 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 you're thinking of Old Lang Syne. No, no, I'm thinking of... Uh, no, it was an English drinking song. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, the tune was a pre-existing tune. The, yeah. point, the point is I don't care Which for that, that tune as much as I don't like a lot of American... What about Jimi Hendrix's version of it? Absolutely. <laughs> if it weren't for Jimi Hendrix, I would, wouldn't even give any... You that song favorite. Right now. <laughs> well, the point is I was resistant to doing a commission which I had to do variations on America the Beautiful. Write a, write a variation on it, rather. Uh, but I gave in because America the Beautiful is a nice little tune. It came from a nice place, even though... That's Berlin, though. No. No, it's Woody Guthrie, right? No, America? No, no, no. Every no. Berlin is oh, it's old. No, Berlin no, is the best America, America, America. Which is the best one of all. Yeah, the best one. Uh, that's, a good, that's one of the better tunes. But uh, America the, the Beautiful one. came from a very good place, even though it is overly played at any 4th of July. Who wrote it? Uh, I, for, I forgot right now I'm like at the moment oh, who wrote it, but uh, so Min Kwan, the pianist, asked about 70 of us composers to make outright an original piece using America the Beautiful as a theme. Those, the, the age and wisdom aspect of it is ah. that I was, ne and all the, up until now when I wrote this piece, I was resistant in writing any piece associated with any nationalistic thing. And I'm and when I but when I came across this project, I thought, okay, let me swallow my pride and do this. Because America is the best. <laughs> Says the guy from Midwest, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Midwest America. I was, I was, I was in a Trump rally this morning. I told you. Trump supporter. The funny thing is, on, on Facebook, I don't know if I'll cut this out, but I'm going to tell the quick story. Go ahead, go ahead. Today on Facebook, somebody said, what is something that you hate that everybody else likes? And people put all these things. Yeah. And then Charles wrote, for some reason I saw your thing, and you said American patriotism. And I, I and yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of American and, and, and that's the only thing I liked. So I said like, and then somebody commented saying, "What the fuck do you mean, Charles?" Yeah, yeah, it was some opera guy. Yeah, it's a friend. You met him. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll talk later. I'm like, I know exactly what he means. I, I, I find uh, that we, I find that Americans in terms of uh, anthems were so very corny, and every time we have a Fourth of July or a Veterans Wrong Day uh, gathering. It's all, yeah, I mean, like the song, I love, want to be, I love to be an American. Yeah, it's a stupid least, song. It's a I know, stupid Andre. song. I hate but, that but that's song. That's a terrible song. That's just a bad song. We but I think that is a representation of most Americans. <laughs> 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 
I think that song is a representation of most American. America. Except what, what's America the Beautiful. Oh, that's the same song. Okay. Which so I take fragments of the tune that Gene just sang oh, that was a, I and was make it into my own piece called "To Be Beautiful," ah. written for solo piano, played by Min Kwa. Okay, here hey. it is. Check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check uh, it. Out. It's a good piece because we're late into the program and by now we're drunk and usually we just talk over all the music mm. at this point. So Charles, that's a testament, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he always does. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. Alright, we're at two hours and twelve minutes. No, no, it's not two hours. This oh, okay. is one, <laughs> like, one hour. Damn, it's a long radio show. So check it out. I mean, I'm going to have a lot of editing. No, I can't speak. This is how radio uh, announcers are when they're drunk. So yes, I, I in the just, 70s. I did a little research. I mean, but so so Seth and I usually bring in 
other music besides her own uh, that deals with the subject matter. So I decided to really get into the folk thing, and I found three uh, pieces from various cultures. You don't mind me doing my thing first, Seth, do you? No. Uh, Excellent. We can see how the time is for the Andreessen, but I'd like no, to play this. No, no I want to do the Andreessen. Okay. Right. So uh, there's three, three tunes, one from Venezuela, one from Bangladesh, and one from Hungary. And all of them have something hungry. Greg Baker is here. He's Hungarian. All right. Maybe he'll tell us what it means he doesn't speak Hungarian. So, uh, and so, I mean, I'm not exactly... Put you on the spot. So I'm not exactly sure if they all really have to do with the, with the topic, age, maturity, and wisdom. But I, I kind of thought... So the first one is from Venezuela by... It's actually not a folk song. It's by, it was recorded in the 90s, but it was a really big hit. And uh, it sounds very focused, and it's called Old Horse. I'm not old, really old horse. Old horse, yeah, right. old, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's about about to get shot. Old really. age and horses, whatever. And it's about the horses. I, mean, I hate to I hate, break it to you. And uh, the the artist is Simon Diaz, and he's actually the composer of this. So this is not a traditional song. This guy wrote it in the '90s, but it's a really hip. I love uh, Venezuelan and Colombia. All that music from uh, that part of South America, which is not like we know a lot of South American music. Uh, here in the states, but th- that's not those. What do we know? South, I mean, we, I mean, we Brazilian don't. Brazilian music. Well, the Brazilian that that's that's different. That's, yeah, I am the, just saying if you're talking about South American music that Americans know, right. the North Americans. I know. mean, from the south, like we know Mexican. Whatever. So, but, but this is not a folk song. It's it's a song from the '90s, which was a huge hit. But when I listened to it, the tuning is so crazy of the guitars. I thought it was really hit, so I wanted to play it. And the next one is from Bangladesh, and this is a folk song from Bangladesh called I Remember For A While. And there's lyrics, and it kind of seemed about lyrics about time, about remembrance, so I thought it, it worked. Kichi Din Mone Mone. Oh, yeah. Is the Bangladesh language, uh, Bengali, I guess. And I was, I've spent a bunch of time translating and finding these things. Uh, but, but Bengali uh, is Bengal in India. Hmm? Right? Well, it's from Bangladesh. Okay, so and it's Bangladeshi. The language is, I think it's Bengali. Is it? Is it? I know it's Bangladeshi. Oh, really? I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to research further. I'm not sure. I'll have to research further. But but it's 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 very hip, and this one I'll play part of because as all Indian and music it goes on forever, whatever. So I'll just play a little part of it. But I just thought it was such a beautiful. It's it's sang by Panathi Bao, but she didn't write it. I'm pretty sure it's a, you know it's a traditional song and she recorded it. And then the last one is from Hungary and uh, Hungary music is is this amazing rhythmical, cool scale and and, and uh, really it's beautiful. And it's called the winds are blowing cold. And I also found the lyrics for this and it kind of t- seemed like it's talking about time. In general, like you know, so so it fit the subject matter. And it's by Sebastian Marte and Musicas. So it's also. I, a uh, modern recording, but uh, the song I'm pretty sure is a folk song. So I'm going to play these three in a row. I'll play uh, most of them are three minutes, except for the Bangladesh one, which is longer. But I'll play just three minutes of it. But uh, so this is our little world music, folk music, uh, jam, jam uh, on our subject matter. So I hope you enjoy. And again, if you don't enjoy it. Fuck Send you. us a letter. No, no. no. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> New York. Fuck New York, you. That let's start with the. <laughs> let's start with the the uh, Venezuelan music. Here we go. Simon Diaz. <laughs>
cuando el amor llega así de esta manera uno no se da ni cuenta el carutal reverdece y guamachito florece y la soga se revienta cuando el amor llega así de esta manera uno no se da ni cuenta el carutal reverdece y guamachito florece y la soga se revienta Caballo le dan sabana porque está viejo y cansado Pero no se dan de cuenta que un corazón amarrado Cuando le sueltan las riendas es caballo desbocado Y si una potra la sana caballo viejo se encuentra El pecho se le desgrana y no le hace caso a falseta Y no le obedece a freno ni lo paran pasas riendas Caballo viejo, caracha. No es que el que se merece la sabana, pues que se la den. Guay, ¿por qué no? Cuando el amor llega así de esta manera, uno no tiene la culpa. Quererse no tiene horario ni fecha en el calendario cuando las ganas se juntan. Cuando el amor llega así de esta manera, uno no tiene la culpa. Quererse no tiene horario ni fecha en el calendario cuando las ganas se juntan. Caballo le dan sabana y tiene el tiempo contado. Se va por la mañana con su pasito apurado A verse con su potranca que lo tienen barbascao El potro da tiempo al tiempo porque le sobra la edad Caballo viejo no puede perder la flor que le dan Porque después de esta vida no hay otra oportunidad কিছুদিন মনে মনে
Those were three folk songs. One from Venezuela, one from uh, Bangladesh, and one from India. All kind of having to do with our theme. I mean, not so much, but I, I, I was just looking, I was searching my way today for folkers uh, that I love, and I go to this one website, it's a great website, I, I said on the show before, it's called uh, uh, Folks uh, Sound, Folk Sound, oh, let me see, what is it called, I'll tell you in a second, editing, editing. it's called, uh, this is a great, uh, you, you, it's called yeah. It, it's a it's called Folk Cloud. So sometimes it's called folkcloud.com, and there's a map on this web, on this website, and basically you click on the map, and you can hear folk music from anywhere in the world. And sometimes uh, when I you know I want to write a piece of music and whatever I want to find some inspiration whatever I'll just click on a country, and uh, while doing something else writing parts I'll just listen to music from a country. I just wrote a whole uh, which will be released soon a whole suite for my band. Uh, sound liberation, and I was just listening to Moroccan music, which is amazing rhythmically. It's so strange and weird, so great. Mm-hmm. And I didn't copy any of the melodies or rhythms, or whatever. But basically, just listening to it and being inspired by it, and then writing music. Of course. You know. Uh, so so today I went on Folk Cloud and just decided to find any music to do with age, wisdom, and maturity. Well, maturity. Well, Stravinsky didn't have the Google, but uh, if he had. You would have done that for the right of spring. Well, you know what Sharinsky yeah. no, you know had? Because he was lazy. So Sharinsky, unlike Bartok who, and Janicek, who, all those yeah, guys, yeah. who went to the country and recorded, you know, Hungarian yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sharinsky's father was this rich baritone who had a huge library. So. Base. Yeah. Oh, the base. Yeah. base yeah. So he had this huge li- library of, of, uh, of folk music just in his basement. And so we just go and, like, flip through... Uh, in, in his house, and oh, this is a cool melody, the, like Ray Lenos, mm, yeah. all based on, you know, all these, uh, yeah, or, or yeah, Ray of Spring. Yeah. So, like, we these days have the same thing, we have the internet, and we don't have to, like, go and record music in Brazil, like, you know, some Andy, you know, some, some weird places, we could just, like, go and search for them, and I, I love it, and I think uh, the world has got smaller. Um, we're going to go to a piece, uh, 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 Seth has a piece by... Louis Andreessen. Louis Andreessen. Composer who I love, and as we mentioned this, uh, Arthur said uh, he had a story about Andreessen, which he should tell us real quickly, please, Arthur. Real quickly. Not yes. real quickly. But yeah, well, uh, I had a doctorate. At, um, I had. Uh, I was uh, called to be in in Den Haag, in in, in Holland, to, to part of a jury of the doctorate guy. He, he did a thesis on. on uh, in fact, it was on, on guitar, but he had pieces by Berio, by other Takemitsu, and uh, and some of my my, my works. And then I was uh, honored to be okay. Come here to the to the to the place. I, I went, and then Andreasen was in, in the in the jury. So, but before we came, before we, we entered the room mm. where we supposed to uh, to to, to be the, 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 the judge of the defense, we had to go to a place where we have to dress up. And we had dress up. We got those big beautiful gowns and you know those big. Hats, square hats. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's like a, it's like a. They gave you hats. Yeah, they gave. And the, whole, the whole place, the whole <laughs> no, place that no, we're dressing no, no. up had this, this, uh, this photographs in the wall from people from you know 1600s, 1500s. The guy with the long hair. Say, when I saw the guy, I say, well, fuck, fuck, I must be a, a fucking ghost or something like that. And then, 
because I look at me and look at one of the guys and say, that's me. I looked exactly like this dude. Just like this dude. <laughs> you know, my hair was uh, twice as long. But anyway, well, the, most, the funniest thing is that Andreasen, no, he refused to take any, to put any clothing because he's Andreasen. And then in, in, my, in the jury was like other composer, very famous composer in, in, in that teaches there, which is uh, Richard Barrett. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And other people. And then so we, we were the, the guys. So the funny thing is that we went, we, we had to enter, even Andresen, in a, in a procession. Yeah. So we went in a procession with a guy who is the guy who plays the, the bell. Ping! Really? Ping! Right. Yeah. And never, never seen that. I didn't, only in movies or whatever. I was in this procession like a. Like, uh, you know... Uh, bring out your death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> bring, bring in the death, the death of the fucker who's going to be in the event of Jesus, you know? And then I say, bang, bang. Then we all, all of you, please sit down. And we sat down. So what I want to say is the funniest, the funniest thing is that this thing was timed. The whole, the whole uh, doctorate defense was timed. So the guy had time enough to talk and uh, to make questions. We could make questions during the whole the whole uh, procedure. But the funniest thing that happened, i never seen this in my life, is that uh, we, we talk and uh, the, the guy respond, uh, responded and we talked and responded. And then there is a moment that uh, I remember was saying, uh, Arthur, would you like to uh, add something? I say, sure. Uh, I would like to say that that point that you're just trying to bring to us now, that bang! See, what was that? See, and they say, you have to stop. You have to stop now. Uh, no more one word. So, in the midst of the phrase, I had to stop because that's the ritual. The ritual, you cannot call. I say, can I close my thought? No, no. no. Hmm. You have to be. And then, the same thing, we all stand up from the place, and then comes the guy, bang! Bang! He's interrupt. What if you're in the middle of a thought, uh, talking something? Mm. No, because it's a bang. It's like the gong show. Yeah. Yeah, you're yes, done. Yeah. <laughs> when the gong rings, <laughs> you're done. And then I, and I, I look, I look for, to the to the president of of, of, of the of the of, of, of the of the yeah. jury, and he said, Shh. <laughs> he's like put his hands. Say, don't speak. Don't speak. See, what? See, I'm gonna be arrested. I thought. I thought you know. Right. And then, no, but everybody has to. And then he said, "Everybody, stand up, stand up." And then we stand up, and then the guy, bang, bang, and we followed him like, uh, you know, going to the death, like Woody Allen, you know, the following the death, Ooh, you know, yeah. was unbelievable. I never seen that in my life. Wow. And then Andreasen was there. He was he was following yeah. the, the procession. He, well, he knew Andreasen. But he was, was but he was in in a, in a suit. He didn't want to put the attire of sixteen hundred. Whatever. Okay. They probably has that. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. You had, had dibs as being one of the great composers. Yeah, because he was like Andreasen and all this. But he, he was very he fun. Was like he was, he liked, uh, he's a very uh, accessible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's very well, fun. Well, well, Seth, I mean, I mean, the only story I know, Dan Cooper's not here, but Dan Cooper said he was, uh, uh, Andreasen was a Tanglewick and Dan Cooper was his assistant. And at one point he had no money. 
Like he couldn't take out money, and Dan had to lend him money. Nice. To, to, uh, Whoa. So, so the joke I always say, I mean, I'll ask Dan if that's the correct story. I don't remember exactly, but he has the whole story that's about it. That's an amazing but story. But the, the, the story I usually say, like when somebody says somebody, like, oh, you know, whatever, somebody famous, I'm like, oh, he owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> this guy actually owned Dan Cooper for a little while, some money. <laughs> he paid him back later, but he was like, Dan was like his assistant. Like, Dan, every time you mention Andrewson, Dan will tell the story. That's better than mine. The reason we're talking about Andreessen is because Bing. Uh, Bing. Seth Bowstead brought in a brought in a piece. And it's the last thing he wrote, it's right? It's the last thing he wrote. Tell, tell Gene us. and I were talking today, wow. and Gene's like, it'd be good to have but, a 20th century it, composer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, okay, but you know, age, maturity, wisdom, what comes next? It's death. So I was looking around for last pieces that people wrote. This mm. is the last piece Andreessen wrote, and it combines old, really old music, early music with mm. new music. So it's not the Andreessen of Die Stadt or you know some mm. of that more hard driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a much more mellow piece, but it's really awesome, and uh, I like it. And we're going to excerpt it because it's kind of long. Yeah. So let's hear. Yeah, you one, wrote it for one, a friend of one, 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 uh, one little thing is that uh, one of my great friends in in, in Rio uh, for a long time was Heinz Andresian. And he was like, uh, he's his uncle. Oh, and, uh, yeah, his, you know, his mother, his father, yeah, yeah. the brother of, of the guy or something like that. And he was like, he lives in Rio and he's a very, he does movies, he does like, a, he's a, a musician. great musician. Oh, okay. Yeah, plays piano super well. He owes well. me $20. Actually. Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell him. We're going to hear Andreessen's last piece called May. May. And we don't know if this is about the month of May or May I Die Now or whatever. What is May about? It's ambiguous. <laughs> it's ambiguous. Here's the poem. That was, that was last. Uh, oh, that's the that's the point. That's yeah, the, the poem by a friend of his. Do, do you know the instrumentation? Uh, um, it's it's a it's two different choirs mm. and um, like a chamber orchestra. Two different choirs and a chamber orchestra. Wow. Here we go. Yeah. Made by Louis Andreessen. Thank you. 
Andreessen's <laughs> last piece called called May, which is uh, quite beautiful, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed all the music on today's concert. Uh, he really con softened as a composer, Wait. speaking of age and wisdom. I mean, like you know, because his early stuff is like the first. As hell. The, the first piece I heard of was it was it was a I, I can't remember it. I need to find it, but it was basically Motown grooves for Huggy yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? His stuff used and to I was, be among other. I mean, he wrote a bunch of pieces. I mean, now he's writing a spacious. Beautiful, gorgeous. No, he did not used to write. I mean, it's spacious, but the thing is, the harmonic language here—it's it's definitely not cheesy. It's definitely like yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It's beautiful, I agree. man. I, I love it. Well, he wrote a thing called Di Materie, like a two-hour epic. I wish to God I'd seen it when it was done. I wish yeah, I have the but there's a recording of it, and there's this. Everybody, tap close. Right, we'll say this for the. And, and, and there's a, so, so the boogie woogie moment is like the third moon of that whole thing. So we all yeah, know. Yeah, oh, yeah. is it? Maybe that's what I heard. The boogie woogie. Yeah, yeah. It's like third moon of a. So. Uh, 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 
sometimes we on this show when somebody great dies we play the music from uh, uh, that musician and recently like two days ago uh, Charlie uh, uh, Watts. Watts died. First yeah. stone to go. One for exactly for, like, the Beatles. They all my money was on Keith Richards, but oh. I, I no, lost. that's that's bad money, man. That's, that's, that's money. never gonna die. <laughs> that was like in nineteen eighty. So Greg well, Baker, Greg true. Baker came with a Stones shirt to our podcast, honoring here, here. Charlie Watts. And I was uh, googling a little, trying to find a a piece that we could play by the Stones uh, about our theme. <laughs> Age, wisdom, maturity, maturity, and actually, I found it. It was a song that none, none, none of us knew. Uh, what was the song name that I found? Well, whatever it was, that's not the one we're gonna play. Then uh, both Greg and and Robert remind me of of "Time Is on My Side," which is actually one of my favorite uh, Stone songs. So uh, we're gonna end the show with Let's do it. Ah, it was on Hot Rocks. It's it's on on my first album ever. Well, not only, well, not Yes, it is. Passed away, but the, mm? the drummer, right? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what we're yeah. talking about. Uh, yeah. Charlie Watts. Was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Another great reason for time is on my side. Time is on my side. time. Yeah. It, so I found a version here. It says mono version. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. We'll play Mono. Why a stereo? Get the COVID <laughs> version. We get, yeah, we get the COVID version, mono version. Oh, yeah. In- include this COVID-19 commercial, please. Is it, is it COVID version? <laughs> Mono, yeah. trying to be. Anyway, dead. let's sign up. This is Gene Prisker. I'm Seth Bostad. We have Robert Ford, Wall Street Poet, Greg Baker, the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, join us in October for uh, Warren Nicholson and guitar. Oh no, the Skywalt. The Skywalt. Warren Nicholson, the guitarist. Skywalt. Canada. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. The concert's gonna be called Skywalt Guitarist with Warren, Greg, myself, and Sean Satin, and we're gonna present a concert. Yeah. Skywalt, which will be fun. Already sold out. Sold out. All. Our special guest Arthur Campella, who came from. Our regular uh, Charles Colvin, thank you for your Peter Focus, thank you for Boom. your place and uh, your hospitality and your booze and uh, uh, and your booze. Love yeah. you guys, guys are awesome. <laughs> and Barbara, who came late, but uh, hi Barbara, and thank you for being part of it. So time is on your side. Join us next uh, month, which our subject might be. Uh, it could, be it, could be, it could be about penises, vaginas. It could be baseball. Teats. It could be about baseball. No, teats are already have because Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn on my teeth. It should yeah. be space junk. Time is on my plate. <laughs>